Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Friday, September 17th, 2021, and this is day 1288 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you and honor you today. Father, thank you so much for being our sovereign God. Everything that's happening in this world, Lord, this world system that is wicked and evil, Lord, you are very much aware of it and nothing happens that you don't know about or without your permission. And I thank you so much for giving us strength to endure and to continue on doing your will until you bring us home to you. I thank you so much, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Listen, prayer is so powerful and it is a magnificent tool that God has blessed us with to communicate with him, to um, see something that's happening and make a change through prayer. Uh, Prayer is something that encourages and uplifts and edifies. It corrects. Um, And so don't stop, even if you don't see the results yet. It's coming. Don't don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. We're going to be coming out of Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. And then I'm going to read uh, another verse after that and a little further on. All right, so Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. And this is Paul speaking and giving instructions to the people who live in Colossians or Colosh, the Colossian people. And it says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. So we also, Paul says in a, uh, another verse, uh, that we should watch and pray. Or I'm sorry, Jesus uh, may have said that. I remember that and I can't remember which uh, scripture that is, but watch and pray. So devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and being thankful and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. And so the mystery of Christ is uh, the great news of our Lord and Savior, uh, which is salvation through Jesus Christ, that that is how we have eternal life with the Lord uh, is through salvation, accepting Jesus as our Savior. And he says, and uh, uh, pray for me. He says, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chain. So he is in prison and he's asking not to be released from prison, Isn't that interesting, right? That would be my prayer, right? (laughs) Please pray that I be released from prison now. That would be the natural inclination of my thoughts. But here is Paul saying that the door, open the door for our message to proclaim 
you know, the mystery of Christ, the salvation of Christ uh, through Christ and uh, for which I am in chains and pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. That is just phenomenal to me uh, to see that that he is, even while in prison, he's wanting to speak the way God would have him to speak and, and then encouraging those that are outside to take advantage of every opportunity that we have, you know, to share the love of Jesus, let our conversations be full of grace, you know, seasoned with flavor. Salt gives things flavor. Uh, you know, nobody, well, I'm not going to say nobody, but we, you know, typically we want something with some flavor when we're eating, right? We don't want it to be bland. And uh, it is important that we understand that while we're we're out uh, ministering and uh, sharing uh, the love of God with other people. So let's get to our points. Point number one, Paul is encouraging the people to be devoted to prayer. Don't give up even when you don't see change or answers right away to your prayers. Watch, pray, and be thankful for all that the Lord has done for you. And even thank him in advance for answering your prayer. So, you know, you'll pray about that situation. And then after that, start thanking him for the answer. So that shows your faith, how strong your faith is. You you prayed for that, Lord Jesus, please save my children, deliver them from, you know, the 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 uh, bondage that they've gotten caught up in, Father, in the name of Jesus. That would be, you know, one of my prayers. And uh and then after that, I would just say thank you Jesus for delivering them. Thank you, Lord, for uh just bringing them back to you for their eyes being open, just saying, thank you, Lord, for all those things that you just prayed for. Also pray for others, pray for our country, pray for our, our um, state, uh, for our government, our officials, pray for our city officials and all the people that are struggling and suffering and unfair treatment and Pray for those who are out protecting us and doing the things, uh, sacrificing their lives. And pray for our families, our communities, for those people that are doing all the behind the scenes work. There's so many people like you out there praying and helping others that we don't see you on the news. We don't hear about all the good things that you're doing, but, but God knows. And we should continue to pray for one another. Take every opportunity to share the love of Jesus with others. Be wise in your interactions with others. Show grace as Jesus has shown us grace. Our conversation should be salty. (laughs) I'm going to have to start using that. Hey, how's your conversation? Is it salty? (laughs) You know, that means tasty. Our words should be encouraging, uplifting, and, and edifying. The lady that there was a lady the other day, a friend of my mom's that used to do her hair and uh, she needed someone. She's like 80 something years old, my mother said, and my mother is too. Or, and uh, so she said that she was asking her, uh, does she know of anyone that could help her 
with some questions she had about her financial situation and, you know, just preparing for her going to be with the Lord. And uh, my mom said, well, my my daughter, uh, she's got three of us, actually. (laughs) And she said, uh, but my youngest daughter uh, does a lot of work in that area and, and you can call her. And so she did. And then she, the my mom's friend called her back and said, oh my goodness, your daughter is the sweetest person. She talked so kindly to me. She she didn't put me down. She didn't look down up on me because I didn't know certain things. And, and she was just so respectful to me. And, and when I offered to pay her something, she said, oh no, oh no, you don't have to pay me anything. And, and it just blessed her heart. And uh, I, my sister, that that's just how we were raised, you know, and um, it's just natural. And my sister probably didn't think anything of it, just the normal way, just like you, you know, it's just how we do. And and if you're not, just start doing that. Just try it. I promise you, (laughs) God is in control and we allow him to do his will. Oh my gosh. Look at the beautiful things he'll do. Point number two, Simeon, oh my goodness, was a warrior, was one of those warriors faithfully waiting on the Messiah before he died. I'm going to go over to Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. I'm going to share about two of my favorite people in the Bible. I have lots of favorites, but these are those that you just don't hear much about. And uh, so in Luke chapter 2, Uh, starting at verse 25 through 35, it says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. So the consolation is comfort, you know, and so for the comforting of Israel. And and he says here, uh, uh, the comfort from the comfort that they would receive when the Messiah came, all right, that Israel will be brought back. They would know who their Messiah is. And it says, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So he had this great connection through the Holy Spirit. And and that's that prayer life, you know, and, and your spiritual walk. And and you know when God is talking to you and you're just having conversation and the Holy Spirit leads and guides us. And he is the comforter. Um, verse 27, moved by the spirit, he went in, He went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child of Jesus. So this was when Jesus was born and uh, to do for him what the custom of the law required. And that was for him to be circumcised. After eight days, the boys would be circumcised. And Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have... Excuse me, have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. So that's all of us he's talking about. The Gentiles represent those that are not Jews. And then the glory of your people, Israel, represents the Jews. And the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. 
Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your son, your own, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. So letting her know what was to come that her son came to die for all of us and that she would be there at that cross and her soul would be hurt, but he will rise up again. He'll be victorious over death, hell, and the grave. She didn't know exactly what her son was going to do, but he was going to shake up this world. And then if we go on down and uh, we're going to also see something about Anna, who is another one of those senior citizens like I am right now. (laughs) <laughs> and there was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. So her husband died only after seven years of marriage and she was a widow. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying And coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Woo, what a glorious thing that it just happened there. Now she too was able to see this child. She heard what was going on uh, when Simeon had... uh, you know, uh, had 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 lifted the Jesus up and had uh, blessed him. You know how we dedicate our babies to the Lord when they're young, and and the pastor or, or whoever it was, the prophet, uh, would hold them up in their hands and and ask a blessing upon them. Ah, uh, isn't that beautiful? Just as the Lord answered Paul, Simeon, and Anna's prayers. He will do the same for you. God is no respecter of persons. He said he would never leave you or forsake you. Trust him, even with what you're dealing with right now. I don't know exactly what I, but I know that many of you are going through quite a bit. And as we grow in Christ, we are going to suffer for Christ's sake. And that is something that we should glorify God for. I know it seems odd. But it is truth when we are suffering for Christ's sake. So I remember uh, years ago when I uh, first encountered Jesus as my Savior, and my husband did as well. So we were both in our early 20s, and we've been together, y'all, since we were 14 years old. So (laughs) it's been a long time, almost 50 years together. And uh Yeah, it's just amazing how fast the time has gone by. But when we got saved, I chose to be, uh, to grow in Christ and be in the church regularly. And and the kids were, our three children, wherever I went, they went. My husband worked a lot. We we both worked, but he worked a lot (laughs) to provide for his family. What a great provider he was and still is. And, but... One of my prayers was that he would come to know Jesus 
personally and, and not just, you know, it was good that he was saved, but, but to be, to yield, to surrender all to Christ and to, to serve him, uh, fulfilling his purpose in Christ Jesus. And, and so, you know, and that he would come to church too on a regular basis. He might've went to church a few times a year <laughs> and, and that was okay. That was his choice, you know, nothing against those that do that. Um, but I, I, that was my goal. That was my thing, you know, and I wanted us to be there together. I wanted us to be serving God together. And, and after about 28 years, yes, about 28 years and praying and thanking God and fasting and uh, going through a lot of things in my, within myself and recognizing what it was that God had for me to do. And that was not to beat my husband down and let him know, you need to do this and you need to do that. I had to learn those things, you know, <laughs> because I wanted him to get it together. And uh, so anyway, yeah, God showed me how to speak to people like Paul was saying <laughs> with, with grace and saltiness. I had to learn how to do that with my own husband in our own household. Many times it's the people we're closest to that we go out to show grace to. We show it easily to outsiders, but what about the love, our loved ones? All right, that was just something that came up in the middle of this. But yeah, I thank God for that. And now, uh, after that, 28 years over the last uh, several years, uh, we've been uh, together and ministering and uh, doing God's will together and doing a lot of things together in every way. And I just thank God for that. Um, he uh, He answered my prayer. Uh, and it was in his time. He knew when it was right. And and listen, God doesn't go against our will. So it was also up to my husband to yield. And he did. So I want to encourage you, don't stop. Don't stop. Continue. And then as you are praying and thanking God, go forth and do what God has called you to do. You know, you, we've got enough to do while we're waiting on God. We don't just sit there and twiddle our thumbs. There's many, there's much for us to be doing. So you continue doing what God called you to do while praying and thanking him. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And uh, also, y'all, I meant to tell you that tomorrow um, they're going to be doing some work on the podcast platform that I use. So if you don't get the podcast right away, it's because I'm not able to log on to it. So there, it will be down for a little while tomorrow. All right. So don't be shocked. All right. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>